Matt Gerard is in the house, along with Tim Lacombe. Scott Gerard, where's Hans? <laughs> Who? Where's Hans? Who? Who? He's in uh, Weezer Hans? somewhere. His, his name doesn't get called. He wasn't drafted. <laughs> Scotty who? Where's Hans? Why didn't you stick around and say hi? <laughs> oh, uh, why, by the way, this was uh, Coach, and I, or, uh, Coach and I were just talking about the over-under on this one. They, uh, it was set at 220. And uh, we had a oh, little wow. wager. I went over. He went under. Oh, and, wow. Uh, look at that. Look wow. at that. We were like eight-point favorites, right? Uh, seven and a half, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All for entertainment purposes only, though. Just Absolutely. making sure we all know that. David, you had a line I thought was really interesting about how this team's really starting to learn how to, how to win without Conley and uh, Donovan. And they may have to continue to do that for a bit. And it's it, this was a nice, nice game to watch in yeah, that regard. It seems like it. I don't, you know, Donovan, it sounds like still going to be a little while. I'm not sure when we see Mike. Um, you know, what do we have? What is our, what's our next sequence of games? We, we have San Antonio. Then we have Denver, Houston, Golden State, and Portland. Maybe we see Mike by Portland? I would imagine Denver. I don't know. I'm making that up. I like, think I don't Denver. really know. Well... I mean, that's... I hope so. Denver's, Denver's Friday, so let's hope. But there's not, you know, the problem also is that, like, here's the reason I just pushed it. Just here's a thought for you on this whole injury thing. Like, the problem for someone like Mike Conley is the minute you don't play tonight, okay, the league mandates that you have to give your players a day off somewhere in the week. So the day off might be Sunday, but it also probably is Thursday going into a back-to-back. So you don't play tonight. You might, if you're trying to work your way back and you don't play Wednesday, you might not practice Thursday. You don't play Friday. You don't play Saturday. Right? Because you got no time, like, to go test it anywhere. There's no practices. Then you got Sunday. The guys are coming off a back-to-back with another game Monday. Like, who are you practicing against? Everything's so condensed. It's like, where do you work them back in? Right. Right. Well, I would imagine that there's enough guys that don't spend a lot of time on the floor, Hughes, Morgan, Brantley, those guys like that, that you can go out and even though the rest of the, most of the team doesn't practice, you can still go out and so get some time in. I'm with you, but if you listen to LeBron about what just happened with him in L.A., he had not done much, right? Like, that was what he said. Like, yeah. I didn't feel any of this in my workouts. Da, 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 and I, and I different injuries, out. different injuries. Sprain, sprain ankle versus hamstring, right. Yeah, but And LeBron not playing tonight. A little, little unnerving to that. The Lakers are up by 13 now on Denver with 9.30 left. I think that's good for us, right? Absolutely. I can't I, keep I think, track. It's yeah, crazy. I seriously can't I, keep David, track. David, that last stretch you had where you were breaking it down, uh, Coach and I looked at each other like, you got Tylenol? Well, did you see the other night? One, two. We might have it happen again tonight. Tonight. All right, actually, you ready for this? Tonight, one's going to change position, two's going to change position, three's going to change position, four's going to change position, five's going to change position, six is going to change position. I guess Memphis has a tiebreaker on Golden State, so eight and nine did not change position. You got San Antonio and Golden State there as well. Yeah, they didn't change position. Didn't Golden change State position was already right. at nine. Like, we're already, every night we're changing like six positions. So I'd say that this... Uh experiments kind of working a little bit sort of kind of it's awesome like i I told scotty in the pregame it's like uh you always talk about the end of how bad the end of games are of blowouts right Right. and how cleaning the glass just wipes it out at that a certain point and 
uh, really that's in, in this case typically everybody be gearing down and resting guys and sitting on the position and nobody can do that because you know there's right. too much on the line no I think this is uh, did you see Daryl Morey like yeah not uh, a subtweet is subtle right but no. that would just be a block shot of LeBron yeah that, like, there, there was no there was nothing subtle about that right like, what was it it's so crazy for the league to implement something that <laughs> creates makes every game important no, and that's that's why this thing's not going away anytime soon either. Nope. I mean, they they've stumbled well, into something, and there's only one scenario where it goes away. The Lakers don't make it. The Lakers and the Warriors play a playing game, and <laughs> Steph Curry or <laughs> somebody's walking out walking of Fifth in. Avenue with it's their a, travel bag. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, we don't have a playing game anymore. Some some random vice president of scheduling you've never heard of before. <laughs> yes, sir, now, Mr. Silver. Yes, sir, Mr. Out of a job. Andy that was my Brooks idea. Is now the Pac-12 commissioner. Mm. <laughs> 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 Amy Brooks is outstanding, by the way. Uh, I've this been at a bunch of events with her. She is through the roof great if the Pac-12 hires her. Hey, Ron, I, I, I know that, look, I, I'm coming into this. I'm sure you've talked about this nauseam, but I want to get your thoughts on uh, advantages, disadvantages of playing a team back-to-back. The, the, the advantage is for Popovich is now you get to make some adjustments on how to play the Utah Jazz. The disadvantage for, with Quinn Snyder is having to guess or anticipate yeah. the adjustments or that – Popovich is going to make. Uh, you can see that at our halftime, there was a certain coach that didn't want to get into, you know, what the Jazz were doing didn't, and didn't tell us anything. But, you know, they'll watch film and, and they'll see what's going on and they'll, they'll make some adjustments. Now it's up to the Quinn and his coaching staff to anticipate. Uh, and, I mean, it's the same, just like a, a playoff game, Scotty. Yeah. You, you just anticipate what's going on on the next ball game i just got a crazy uh tyson ewing texts me this this season versus san antonio the jazz have led for 94 94 minutes and 45 seconds tied for one minute and 15 seconds and never trade okay so wait uh, i like to see that tyson ewing has changed the way he's doing this i'd like to thank him for making his adjustment because he used to do any minute in which you were not trailing you were leading which is not true well he made that adjustment I know, david i'm telling you that's that's the kind of adjustment you make when you play a team back-to-back games that's right okay. well gentlemen uh let's rewind this thing and do it again uh coming up here How in a about couple with nights. the exact same result yeah that's what i'm saying you know here's Rinse and repeat here's the interesting note i would give you rudy gobert had seven shot attempts the last time we played them tonight he had 14 that's always how I can tell whether teams are making adjustments. Yeah, like, and then we and we got 34 threes, right? And how many did we get? We got 36 threes. And what did we get last 36. time? And what did we get last time, Ron? How many threes did we make against them last time? 21. Yeah. So they. So they last time on, we played. Sat on the three. They. Yeah. So tonight they sat on the three. And by the way, the reason the Jazz ran everything in the middle of the floor was because the Spurs were sitting on the three, so they had a bunch <laughs> of room in the middle of the floor. Even though somebody didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> I, I really liked the way they guarded tonight. I thought they played with great energy. They. Had, Royce O'Neal was shot out of a cannon yep. to start the game. This was. This was on my list of five. Uh, yeah. So the, we're two the, for two. The, yeah. The, those you had to, and that was the was Wednesday. Yes. So Wednesdays was not on my list of five. Okay, Hans so, didn't like it, but I picked it. So if it. we can get Wednesday, it's a big deal. Yeah. Where's Hans watching this draft? <laughs> He's actually home crying watching the year he, he was passed over. He, he missed this already. God, it's only it was only two games for him, right? But I told Scotty the other night, Booner, 
You, the draft started in April, your year, and you got drafted in June. Yeah. <laughs> I was, 11, that was my favorite. Eleven rounds. I got just sat, the sat there round with that, huh? You're waiting for that, waiting for the, for the string and the cup. You realize how, you realize how long it took the Pony Express? Is that like walkie-talkie or something? Yeah, right. I thought the Pony Express yeah, coming through you. Lincoln. How do, you, how do you spell it? Hear ye, hear ye, Ron Boone. How do you spell out 11th round in Morse code? You know? That was a long way for Paul Revere to ride. <laughs> you guys are funny. We're all giggles. Love you boys. We're all giggles. We'll see you guys later. Well, it's all out of jealousy, Booner. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Great call tonight. See you guys. Jazz get the victory tonight. A much-needed victory, and they'll try to do it again coming up on Wednesday. We kick off your post-game show next. Jazz basketball right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz blowout victory tonight. They get it done, 110 to 99 in a game that frankly wasn't even that close. Jazz led big at the half and uh, just kind of put it in cruise control in the second half and gets the and uh, get the W. But Scott Gerard alongside Tim Lacombe and uh, coach, this is a fun one tonight. It was fun. It was uh, you kind of saw what David mentioned. Uh, this team's really starting to kind of gel. I thought the energy was great, and I thought it would be because of the day off. I mean, yeah. There's just something about a day without anything, and you can just rest. Um, you know, it's important to have the day like that, and so they 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 really benefited from that. But I thought uh, as a unit, you know, the whole team played great. I thought they got great lifts again from multiple guys, but I thought Boyan was the guy again. Um, you know, made – 10 of 17 shots, 25 points. He was a plus 23 uh, in plus minus when he was on the floor. And I just, uh, I love his aggressiveness right now. And his ability to finish at the rim, uh, his ability to, weird ability not to draw fouls at the rim. Yeah. What's I, going I on there? I don't well, know. Yaka Pirtle, why are you protecting Pirtle? Give the man his end one. Come on. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, you keep doing it, and, it, you know, it's bound to break through. I, I like his aggressiveness. I like the way he's finishing. You know, we saw it with right hand, with left hand. We saw a dunk tonight, and he's just – he's in a, great, a really great rhythm right now. Yeah. Um, 25 points. Rudy Gobert, 24 points on a 10 of 14 from the field, 15 rebounds, uh, three block shots, two steals, one assist. Uh, just another day at the office for Rudy Gobert, your defensive player of the year. I feel pretty comfortable in saying that. Oh, there's no doubt. He he was uh, he had it all going tonight. I think, you know, he was one guy that you could tell at the end of last week was just on fumes. And, um, you know, I'm sure he got great rest, but he played 30 minutes um, that, you know, they were able to find a way to kind of pare some minutes down for him. Uh, but he finished great tonight. He finished around the rim, had a couple uh different types of finishes and he he continues to kind of push that which i love 15 boards again which you just you can't say enough about you know the the work that he does there um but i thought he was really really great tonight in ball screen and, and did a nice job of affecting those guys in the mid-range well 10 30 along the wasatch front jazz get the victory 110 to 99 we're just getting started for our network stations 
along the Wasatch Front. We bid you adieu. For those of you sticking around for our extended postgame show, it kicks off next. Jazz get the victory over the Spurs, 110-99. to Remember, next game against the Spurs coming up just 48 hours from now. Originally scheduled as an 8 o'clock game, but they're going to bump it up an hour. Something about LeBron James coming back into the league kind of made ESPN switch some things around. So Jazz game was going to be at 8 o'clock now. It'll be at 7 o'clock for the Jazz and the Spurs round two right here on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz get the W tonight. Welcome in. It's your post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network at 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Coach, just like how we drew it up, Jazz would lead this thing by double digits most of the night, as many as 22, and end up cruising to a W. No big deal. I'm not going to lie. I had, I had some nerves going into this game, but the Jazz, you predicted it. They they shot out of the game like a cannon and just said, nah, not tonight. Well, I, I think that's interesting because, um, you know, every game's going to totally stand on its own. They're playing a, playing against NBA teams without two of their really valuable guys. And so uh, everybody else has got to play well, and they've got to play together. And the one piece of this, I think the, the hidden, you know, I, I think the hidden little gem in it is I think there's a bunch of guys getting their mojo back. Yeah. Uh, Boyan being one of them. You know, it, 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 it's one thing to be a really good player amongst great players, but when – you know, those guys are out and everybody's looking around and, and you kind of step up. I think that really does give you a little bit more credibility. And, and I just I think that that's really the case. Coach Rose used to tell me all the time, we tell me we just need one guy to to lead out. You know? Yeah. And uh, Boyan's done a great job in these these two home games of, of being that guy. Well, Boyan is needed. Uh, they expect it. And he's been delivering for sure. In fact, uh and again, I always want to be careful because sometimes you get in the weeds a little bit on the plus minus, but he was your leader in plus minus tonight. Uh, Jazz were plus 23 when he was out on the court tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not a stat that I, I put a ton of stock in, but it's certainly something to look at. Yeah. And, uh, when he was on the floor tonight, things were working pretty well. And, and I think that that's the piece that you take. Um, that means they're scoring buckets and getting stops. And uh, that's never a bad thing. Not not a bad thing at all. And you look on the other side, DeMar DeRozan gets his with 22. It's about he stays on his season average and six assists and three steals and uh, did not attempt a three-point shot. So it was pretty much a day at the uh, park for DeMar DeRozan. How about he said, uh, David said he has not attempted a three-point shot since March 26th. Yeah. Did I hear that correct? I, sometime in March, yeah. I think that's the last time I took one. Yeah, pretty and much. I only shoot like once a year. So, um, no, it's interesting. It's interesting that that's – you know, exclusively his game. And Jazz, one thing they really did well tonight with him, they didn't bail him out and put him at the line. Yeah. Um, I, I loved their, their defensive strategy. I loved, um, you know, the way, the, the way they kept Rudy kind of in the play. And they also really encouraged them to skip it. Uh, you know, they brought the weak side guard over to kind of muddy that, that, those plays up. And then they'd skip it out. And you, you didn't really have to worry about him shooting a three. So you could kind of uh, get out there on a closeout late uh, and play that next ball screen. But I, I thought Quinn had some really nice things tonight that he did. Jazz shot 30% from beyond the three-point line, 11 of 36. And uh, San Antonio just 5 of 18 from beyond the three-point line. Those are your uh, three-point stats in this game brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. A Mountain America Credit Union helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Well, if the Jazz want to see their dreams of winning an NBA title. They've got to find a way to make sure that they, uh, you know, that they keep this thing even as long as they can. 
without the services of Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. And I love what David said near the end of the game where he mentioned this team starting to figure out roles. It's not a, okay, it's my possession now, it's your possession next time. You know, it's like, look, we still have spacing, we still have an offense, let's run it and let's get good looks. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I took from it. I th- I felt like the Jazz did a nice job of just making the play that was given to them. Um, you know, we talked about the fact that San Antonio kind of came into the game and wanted to take away the three-point shot, and and it left Rudy uh, in the lane to do a whole lot of damage. And I and I think that's what I love about this team more than anything is, um, you know, they're they're so well coached. They know exactly what they're looking for, um, and, and they do challenge themselves to get better. I think they. They certainly made some some strides tonight defensively that will hopefully, um, you know, kind of continue to build. Um, and it's it's really kind of a, a group thing that they can really be confident about with Donovan and Conley out right now. Let's go to the podium. Quinn Snyder addressing the media. Here's the head coach of the Utah Jazz. We will jump in. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV up first. Hey, Coach. Well, there are a lot of positives about this one tonight, the energy, the steals, the way you guys move the ball. What impressed you most? Well, I think you just named a few of them. I thought our activity on defense, um, especially early, which created some deflections and some opportunities um, on the offensive end. And we played with the pass, you know, particularly right now. That's something that's that's really important for us. given our personnel and uh, again I, I thought Trent did an excellent job you know coming in um Mie did a good job you know during his minutes and we had a lot of guys that contributed a lot of different ways and you know collectively on the defensive end as well Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune Quinn San Antonio for a time was attacking almost exclusively in the mid-range area and yet you guys outscore them by 20 and points in the paint. Uh, They shoot just seven of 20 at the rim. Can you just speak to the job that Rudy in particular was doing kind of in having an impact on their ability to score from close range? Yeah, that's a tricky one um, because, you know, last year when you've got really good mid-range shooters, um, there's a tendency, you know, we don't want to try to just give up mid-range shots. You know, we want to make them hard. Um, I think they broke an NBA record last year um, from mid-range. So uh, although, you know, we'd rather give up a mid-range than the rim, um, you know, the times I thought that Rudy and Fabe were actually up as well um, to contest those shots was was really important. And that means, you know, our other guys got to scramble and, and get rebounds. So um, that was something we felt like, you know, was important. Um, DeRozan in particular is as good a mid-range player as there is in the game and DeJounte Murray can really get to his mid-range shot and you know that's something they do very well so you have to be aware of it um, and not just concede those shots. Uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, do you guys, uh, do you feel like you guys are, are finding ways to find a rhythm playing without um, playing without Mike and Donovan you know, knowing, you know, which lineups to use just as a coach and, you know, are, are you guys finding a rhythm on the floor uh, without those without those guys? You know, I, I think the rhythm is to just play the way we play and, you know, and to really defend. So regardless of who's out there, we've had, you know, different different lineups, different guys have played at various times and, 
you know, I think everybody that's come in the game has had that, had that mindset. Um, you know, one of the most important things for us is, is to keep the ball moving um, so that we don't play against, you know, a lot of full court pressure. And, and that's something that, you know, requires everybody to really be alert, um, you know, and to get off the ball at the appropriate time. David James, KUTV. Coach, you had 60 points at the half. They were barely getting 20 points a quarter. You didn't have many turnovers. They didn't have any threes. They weren't shooting many free throws. What does halftime sound like when things are going that well? Well, I think one of the challenges in, in any game, I mean, you watch NBA games and, you know, the 20-point leads are taken away all the time, especially early in the game. So the emphasis, I think, is is on continuing to do um, what you do um, and understanding that the other team is going to come out, um, you know, with energy and, and potentially adjustments and, you know, play a different way and to be able to react to that. I thought there were, there were times when we did that and there were times when uh, we weren't as efficient. Obviously, we, we turned the ball over more in the second half. Um, the game slowed down a little bit and, um, you know, we made some – we made some mistakes that we weren't making in the first half. And, you know, I thought it showed, but as you said, it's, you know, it's difficult to play with a lead like that. And, you know, they're a team that you know, continues to compete throughout the whole game. And, you know, it forces you to make sure you're, if you're not doing the same, you know, you're going to find yourself in a close game. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. When you had two quick steals from Royce in that first quarter and also, you know, a pretty big transition defense possession from Rudy in the first quarter. Do you feel like defense or like a defensive energy or commitment early in the game can be contagious for other players? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really a collective mindset. And, you know, generally with someone, someone's doing a good job, you know, on the ball, having a presence, you know, that makes the pass a little harder. Maybe there's a different angle. Um, you know, so all those things, you know, regardless of who comes up with a steal, um, that's really important, you know, and it's something um, that, you know, we've done at times and, and we haven't done as good a job at times. And uh, it's really important to us to, to get off to a good start. And, then, you know, if it means, you know, making plays off our defense and getting easy opportunities, that's, that's even better. All right, last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Quinn, you gave Mieoni a chance in kind of that 10th man role. Ersan's played there, Jarrell's played there the last couple of games. Is that rotation? Is that experimentation? Is that depending on who you're playing against? Kind of what is that? I think it's more matchup oriented. You know, part of this is, you know, all those guys have contributed, you know, at various points in the year. You know, obviously, um, Mie's played that role um, more when we've had our team healthy, um, you know, again, in different matchups dictate different things. Uh, you can go into a game, you know, thinking you're going to play a certain way and that can change, uh, in the second half. Um, it can change with foul trouble and, you know, it can change if someone comes in and, you know, is making shots or making plays. I thought tonight, me on the offensive glass and, and a few really key loose balls, um, so there's lots of ways to contribute. And, you know, I think, you know, those guys all understand that, you know, at any given time that, that they're, you know, they can be called on and even a three minute period can, can really have an impact on a game. And, 
you know, you understand that, that, that at times um, that's not the easiest thing. You know, players like to have um, longer stretches and sometimes that's not the case. And having the right frame of mind that whatever's called on you for however long to come in and, and make an impact on the game, oftentimes that means you, you know, you get to stay in and play more. Okay, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Coach. Well, I'll tell you what, it was all for tonight for the San Antonio Spurs early in this game. Jazz outscored the Spurs by nine in the first quarter, by eight in the second quarter. They do that Utah State math. That's a 17-point lead at halftime, and Jazz never looked back. I was still counting on, on the on my fingers. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, actually, a wire, wire-to-wire wire win. Yeah. Um, it's the 11th this season. Uh, that comes from Tyson Ewing, a nice stat he sent. The Jazz have had 11 of their games this year that they've won They've won uh, leading wire to wire. And the second such game against the Spurs. Pop called a timeout, what, about 40 seconds into, into the game when the Jazz up 5 nothing. Right after be one of those games. Yeah, yeah he just, they, they did not want to give up threes tonight. He was really frustrated when they did. Take a break, come back. We continue on with your post-game show. Jazz get the impressive victory over the Spurs. We continue on next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz get the W tonight. Final in this one as the Jazz get it done against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. 110-99, almost said against the Denver Nuggets. Because uh, Coach and I, during the break, were watching the Nuggets lose. Bit of a heartbreaker to the Los Angeles Lakers by four. I believe it was what, 103-99 was the final there? You ever seen a shot or no, block? No, excuse me, 93-89. You ever seen the same shot block twice by the other team? No. I just did. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Compazzo tried to shoot a three down four, and AD closed out and blocked it, and the ball went straight up in the air, and Caruso came in and batted it again. So technically, it got swatted twice. Yeah. Uh, big win for the Lakers. They needed that one. Denver dropped, and Denver's been playing great. They have been. without uh, Ever since the injury to Murray, it's like I think they went on a 9-1 and one run out of 10 games. I mean, it's... So your Western Conference looks like this. The Jazz now have a half-game lead over Phoenix. Denver is in the three spot. And the Lakers, I think, now can move up to the five spot. Actually, no. Clippers are at four. Uh, Dallas is at five. Lakers at six over Portland. Portland now is the seven. Memphis, eight. Golden State, nine. San Antonio, ten. Stay tuned, because I think it's going to change about every night. Yep. Like David said. And 100%. That's um, that's actually fun. You know, we haven't had a end of season like this, and so it'll make it unique. All right, let's go out to the uh, let's go out to the podium once again. Who are we going to hear from first? Let's go to Rudy Gobert. Big night, another double-double for Rudy Gobert. We'll go ahead and start. Uh, first up will be John Kuhn, AP. Rudy, you guys had a fantastic defensive effort in the first half, um, especially at the rim and on the perimeter. They, they didn't make any three-pointers. They didn't get away up until the final minute of the second quarter. What allowed you to be so successful in those two specific areas and kind of limiting them to the mid-range? I think, first off, we did a great job running back 
you know, I don't think they they had a lot of transition transition points. Uh, communication was was really there. You know, everybody was talking, and um, and we rebounded. You know, we got we didn't give them much second point shots, and you know, you try to make them earn everything that they got. And uh, you know, I think uh, they hit a few tough shots. You know, but we know that it's a team, especially the Rosen, that uh, is good at hitting those tough contested twos. But uh, you know, we did a great job making them hard and uh, and and get gain those rebounds when when you miss them. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV is next. Rudy, it just felt like there was less hesitation, less indecision tonight on offense. Could you feel that? Definitely. I think you know we did a great job running, uh, and it started obviously with the defense, but running, moving the ball, and. Uh, and uh, and finding the best shot, you know, almost every time. And when we play that way, it's uh, you know, it's really hard for the other team to guard us because we have so many so many weapons, and uh, and also we're able to you know get good shots and and set our defense. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, you had that sequence in the first quarter where you kind of dissuaded two separate Spurs from getting a shot up on the fast break. And then you had that moment in the third where he blocked Johnson, he got the ball in the corner, he stopped him from getting a three, and then he turns it over out of bounds. Do moments like that kind of have kind of a cumulative effect, like both for you guys digging in defensively, but also for the other team's willingness to maybe attack you in certain situations? I mean, I think uh, definitely. You know, I think being able to, to have that tenacity, you know, and... Uh, when, when some guys push the ball and they think they're going to have an open layup and and all of a sudden they just get blocked or oh, they see me and they think that it might might be better if they don't shoot. Uh, you know, I think it's a little demoralizing. And uh, and for us, it does the opposite. You know, I think we uh, we feed off that, you know, and anytime there is a play like that, whether it's me or anyone else, you know, uh, it's a momentum play. And, you know, we have a team that kind of plays, you know, with momentum. And, you know, it's always uh, great for us to, to, to feed off the energy. Uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic, is next. Rudy, how important is it for you guys uh, collectively as a, group, as, as a group to be playing well uh, once the playoffs start? I mean, really important because we have very high goals and expectations, you know, so we know that uh, the next seven games uh, is going to be one game at a time and it's going to be uh, about keep getting better and better and, 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 you know, keep having our habits and our foundation, especially defensively. Uh, so when the playoff comes, you know, we don't have, we're probably going to have to raise our level, but uh, we're already going to be, you know, having being used to play with a high level of intensity and uh, and be able to play with a high level of, of, of intensity offensively, you know, and stay poised and stay unselfish, keep moving the ball and finding the, you know, the best shots every time. So it's, you know, for us, we, you know, I don't think we in a hurry to get in the playoffs. I think we just want to make sure that first of all, we get healthy, you know, we get our guys back and, uh, and uh, for every single game until the end of the season, whoever is on, is on the floor, uh, make sure we play jazz basketball and, you know, and that we carry over to the playoffs. 
All right, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Rudy. Appreciate it. Rudy Gobert addressing the media said communication was good. It's one thing that I think in COVID, I think a lot of people have realized, and I noticed this in particular in the college game when you haven't had fans in the stands, how much talking goes on out there. You don't really understand that when there's, you know, you got 20,000 people in an arena, everybody's screaming. But the communication is absolutely vital. And I think that's something the fans have kind of got, have been able to pick up on a little bit during this COVID era when you haven't seen a lot of fans in the stands and you hear a little bit more of what's going on out there. It's a great observation. I think Rudy's kind of, if, if that's the case, he's the middle linebacker, right? He's the guy calling yeah. all the coverages and, and making sure everybody's aware of the situations. Um, you know, I liked what he said there at the end that, you know, regardless of who's on the floor, you know, to make sure that they play jazz basketball, um, which, you know, we, we know what that is. That's toughness on the defensive end, uh, the communication you speak of, you know, really kind of trying to flip the shot chart on the opponent and then offensively, ball movement. You know, the way the, the ball moved tonight was terrific. Uh, there were several plays tonight you could cut and, and really kind of make part of a season highlight film, the way the ball moved. So uh, I thought that was great. A couple stats on Rudy before we move on. Um, this is just the 10th time this season an NBA player has had 20 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals this season. So it's happened 10 Ooh. times all year long. Rudy has now done it three of those 10 times. Wow. So uh, a great night for him there. Um, one last thing, starting at the 650 mark of the fourth, the Spurs hit three straight shots to cut the lead to 14 at four at the 425 mark of the fourth. Uh, Quinn subbed Rudy back in the game, and the Spurs went two of nine to close out the game. Again, that Gobert effect. Thank you, Tyson Ewing. I'll keep kind of sprinkling these throughout the broadcast, but I think those those two uh, numbers, you know, instances of numbers really prove what we're talking about with Rudy. Jazz get the victory, 110-99. Time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Boyan, when Royce gets a couple of quick steals, Rudy's playing pretty hard on transition, transition defense. Are those kind of plays contagious early in the game and it gets kind of everyone wanting to be committed on the defensive end? No, exactly. The first the first minute we show how we're gonna how we're gonna play tonight. Early steal three from from Royce. Once again, great defense. When we are those two places that you say are giving us giving us enormous energy, especially in the beginning of the game. But but once again, when we play defense like we played tonight, we're gonna have a we're gonna be in a game and have a chance to win the game against anybody. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Boyan, what most contributes to a defensive night like you have tonight? They didn't get a shot at the rim until like there was a minute left in the first half. And I know part of that is by design of them just shooting in the mid-range all the time. But you guys were incredibly effective in, in guarding the rim and guarding the three-point line for most of the night. What, what kind of, you know, puts you guys over the top in that regard? I mean, we were, we were aggressive in a, in a pick and roll, small, small, small. We didn't allow them to... To play and, and and have a matches that they won, we struggled last year against them. They had a they hit a lot of a lot of mid range jumper. We know that is that is their big big strength, and they are one of the best teams in the league shooting mid range jumpers, especially the Rosen and 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 Murray. So so we were we were great contesting contesting those shots, and and whenever they they went by us, Rudy Rudy was there. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Bogey, offensively, you guys just seem to play with no hesitation. 
uh, zero indecision. What goes into that and how do you keep that going? I mean, we are trying to kind of keep freely, play freely offensively, especially we miss those guys. So we're trying to play to play a little bit faster because we can we can struggle when we are playing five five against five against without without Donovan Donovan and Mike. So we are playing really aggressive every every single every single guy. Trent is doing great job once again. Big three, big three in a in a clutch and and then he was he was good defensively as well. So we are playing just just freely and and, and aggressively. Uh, Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Boyan, this is kind of silly, but uh, last season, a lot of some of you guys were uh, pretty vocal about the yellow jerseys, not liking the yellow jerseys um, this year. I don't know if you care, but this year you guys have gone undefeated in the yellow jerseys. Do you care about that at all? I know some of the guys did last season. I don't care, honestly. I didn't even know that, that they complained, complained last year, but if, if you are undefeated, let's Let's save those jerseys for the for the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Boyan. That's all we have for you tonight. Uh, Ryan stole my stat. I mean, you've been you've been churning out some great stats. Tonight. Well, they're not mine. I'm well, Tyson. Yeah, I'm just reading them. Attaboy, Tyson. If you're not following Tyson Ewing on Twitter, you should. He's a great follow. Um, but yes, uh, Ryan was right. The Jazz are going because I. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think they're going to wear the yellows again at the end throughout the end of the regular season. So I think this was last night with the yellows and the Jazz are going to finish the year undefeated in the very controversial yellow jerseys. How many how many games did they actually play in the yellows this year? That is a great question and I probably will not take the effort to dig up that okay. information. I just didn't know if it was readily available. Uh I'm sure our good friends Derek Gardunio and some of the PR staff would know that. I I've not been keeping track of that. Well, I yeah, sorry. I, what do you think? Uh, uh, what do you? What's your guess? Maybe fifteen? Yeah, maybe. Alex, what do you think? How many yellow time in the yellow jerseys this year? No writer. Well, there is a right. There's a writing. <laughs> lots of wrong. We're just we're just guessing here. Yeah, I'm. It's been more than last what, year. I think it's more than ten. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, probably 10, 10 to 15, somewhere in there. Right. You know, I'll say 12. Somebody knows that. Good tweet us. Yeah. Tweet at us. Hey, I tell you what. Somebody, I've got a pair of tickets to the game on mm. Wednesday. If somebody can tweet at me the correct number on what, how many times the Jazz have worn the yellow jersey and give me some level of proof, like a link or something, I'll give you a pair of tickets to the game on Wednesday. How about that? Very generous. Reward our listeners that are still with us past the 11 o'clock hour. All right, you're listening to the Jazz Post Game Show. Jazz get it done. They knock off the Spurs. We continue on with your post game show next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Time to look at some stats right here on the Jazz Post Game Show. Let's talk some rebounds. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. SafeLight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, is ready for another great year of basketball and is the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. SafeLight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, shocker, that's going to be Rudy Gobert. 
uh, for this Jazz team tonight as the Jazz get it done tonight against the Spurs as uh, Rudy Gobert ends up with 15 rebounds on the night, the only player in double figures in rebounds, although uh, Derek Favors also with nine rebounds. Overall, the Jazz with 50 boards on the night tonight. I think Safelite should do a commercial with Rudy and knock off the master of the house from Les Mis. Oh, there you go. Master of the glass. I, I like that. Yeah. That's the thing you got to do with hands, though, man. He loves that show. Oh, he absolutely loves it. He can sing every word. Oh, yeah, every word. Like, I've watched it, and I've enjoyed it, but I'm not not like that. diehard, yeah. Like, where his wife, ask him the story about his wife mocking him when he watched the movie, and he started crying in the movie. And his wife's like, nah. This Come is on. too far. This is You're way too wrapped up in it. <laughs> You've gone Japanese too far, life. Commodus. No more. <laughs> Give the bread back. Uh, so the Jazz get the W tonight. Big one as the Jazz now with 47 wins on the season. One more conversation. Trent Forrest uh, with nine points on the night tonight uh, addressing the media. First question tonight will come from David James, KUTV. Trent, I'm curious how many guys you've played with who can uh, stop a two-on-two fast break just by standing in the paint and looking at people the way Rudy did in the first half. <laughs> no, it's not many, not many at all, actually. <laughs> it's really crazy how, I mean, how good Rudy is defensively. Um, I mean, obviously coming in my first year, I, I knew Rudy was a good defensive player, but seeing it up close is, it's really crazy how much he can change a game. <laughs> all right, next question, Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune. Trent, the shot chart that, the Spurs had in the first half was just crazy. You know, they didn't get a, a basket at the rim until the last minute before halftime. Just kind of what was the, the game plan to shut them down so effectively? Um, I mean, for us, we knew they were a heavy mid-range team. So um, at least for our bigs, we wanted them to be up a little bit and then kind of contest at the rim, but we were doing a good job of getting over and forcing them into, into those mid-range shots and being able to contest. So, I mean, they weren't even getting the chance to kind of get to the rim. Um, I mean, I don't think it would have made much of a difference with them going down there at Rudy and Fave. So, I mean, we, we just did a good job contesting a lot of their mid-range shots. Uh, next, we have Sam Farnsworth, KSL. Hey, Trent. Um, 21 minutes tonight, you've clearly been gaining the, the trust and confidence of your coaches, Coach Snyder. How has that helped you in your own confidence, or has it added maybe a little more pressure knowing that they're turning to you more often, or maybe is it a little bit of both? Um, I would say more confidence, honestly. Um, I mean, just coming here since I've been here, they've, I mean, been working with me, and I feel like with me, Knowing that he has the trust in me, I feel like that gives me a lot of confidence because, I mean, I had to really work and just lock in since I've been here to gain these opportunities. So I look at it more as confidence, if anything. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Trent, um, I'm wondering what the transition and development has been like for you on the defensive end, um, for specifically in the NBA. and if there are things on that end that you can ask guys like Mike or Royce that can help you along. Yeah, no, I ask Mike and Royce a lot of questions <laughs> all the time about defense. So um, it's just little different things. I like to pick up from them, um, whether it's 
how to guard a certain guy playing pick and roll or um, going back to even the Toronto game, I, I found myself kind of getting stuck in between helping crack down or taking the big one's favor. Rudy goes over to help and kind of deciding if I need to take the big or stay in the corner to take away the three. So as soon as I came to the bench, I asked Mike. So it's just little things in game, even outside of the game that I might ask Royce or either one of those guys, what they kind of see when they're in different situations. Alrighty, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune is next. Trent, just kind of a follow-up to that. How much of an adjustment is it to have Rudy out there knowing that you're kind of trying to funnel things to him and, and help out, you know, compared to, I'm sure that wasn't the case of Florida State. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it makes our job easier, but, I mean, you know you have somebody back there that can help you kind of clean up a little bit. So, uh, like a guy like Royce, I, I see he's always kind of physical when he's guarding screens and when he's just guarding the person one-on-one. Um, I mean, it honestly just gives you confidence to play more physical defense because you know you kind of have somebody on the backside to help you. All right, and we have one last question. It's from Nio Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey, Trent, just curious. Have you heard from your mom or college coaches regarding tonight's dunk? I have. They both called me today before the game. Um, they was like, that was the only thing I was missing so far was a dunk. So I definitely had to get one tonight for my mom and my college coach. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Trent. We're done. Nice night for a young man coming out of nowhere and now being a part of a, uh, hey, look, he's going to get some opportunities and he's got a chance to shine here. Now, those opportunities might uh, diminish a bit when Conley and Mitchell get back in the lineup, but he's got tape out there. Coaches are going to see it. There's going to be some opportunities out there, and he's making the most of it. It's, it's great. Yeah, he sounds like a, a great young guy who uh, has been, you know, really patient, and this opportunity kind of has opened up. He's done a nice job of handling it, uh, played 15 minutes against Toronto and 21 tonight, so – uh, like they said, Quinn, you know, has got some confidence in him right now and calling his number. And it's always nice when a guy, you know, you show some confidence and he and he backs you up with the way he plays. One more segment coming up next. Jazz get the W tonight, 110 to 99 right here on the uh, Jazz Radio Network. Ingles gives to Gobert, rotates to O'Neal, top to bogey. How good are you? He missed it. Offensive rebound, O'Neal. Flyers it out to Clarkson. Left side to Ingles. Okay, I'll tickle the twine. Oh, they're on fire right now. 74-49, Utah. That is your play of the game. Brought to you by LHM Dealerships. Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz driven by great performances tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert with uh, 25 and 24 points, respectively. Impressive nights for both those guys. And uh, it's time to take a closer look and an in-depth look at this game. Let's go to the stats, shall we? These are uh, stats. Again, I, I don't want to take credit. I'm merely the... I'm the... The reader the of messenger. the stats. This is uh, all hard work done by Tyson Ewing. And if you want to follow him and pick up some of this cool stuff, it's at Ty, T-Y-E, uh, or excuse me, at Ty Ewing, two. So that's uh, that's Ty. There's two Tyson Ewings out there. Yes. He's number two. He's number two. So here's a couple stats for you, Scotty. 
Um, San Antonio was just 8 for 21, 38% at the rim. They were 12 for 19, 63% on non-paint twos. Okay, 19 non-paint twos. The Jazz, they took one non-paint two. They were 0 for 1. Um, so you talk about just the way the games, the two styles. We talked about that wishbone spread. I think spread one tonight Yeah, would be my guess. Yep. Um, another one here. This is Bojan Bogdanovic's four straight games with 20-plus points. It's just the fifth time in his career that he has had four games, at least four games with 20 or more. First time he's done it this season. So he's getting hot at a great time, and it is awesome to see. Um, this is uh, tied for the fewest threes made in a win this season by the Jazz. Um, they made 11 threes. Yeah. 11 threes tonight. Um, but that was enough. And um, last one, this is the 25th time the Jazz have out-rebounded their opponent this season. They did it just 16 times last year and 21 times the year before in 82 games. So uh, the best rebounding team in the league, we talk about that all the time. Um, the best defensive rating team in the league. There's a lot of really good signs that point to success, hopefully, here in the postseason. So these same two teams will be back at it coming up on Wednesday. It'll have kind of that playoff series feel to it, playing in back-to-back games like uh, you mentioned and Ron Boone mentioned as well. Uh, this is fun. Let's do it again, shall we? I think we're doing it again. I, I, That's at least what I've been told. I think so. But, uh, when I found awesome. out it was going to be a 7 and not an 8 o'clock game, then I, you I, then I was like, okay. You look a little tired right now. Like I'm a little wore out. It's a little past my bedtime. I'm not going to lie. I did this a long time with uh, Coach Tom Nasalki, the late Tom Nasalki, and uh, you know, eleven nineteen never really got to me, but you're getting a little older, and it's like, you know. Plus, you've had to listen to me harangue on. No, for a that's couple all hours. good. Alex over there, man, he's just hitting his stride. Uh, that dude ain't going to bed till like three a.m. Oh, it's club time still. Yeah, I mean, look, you're young and you got a good head of hair like that. You got to go out there and have some fun. That's right. Are you talking about me or him? Yeah, both of you. Okay, honestly. <laughs> One ten ninety nine. Thanks for listening, Jazz. Get the W back at it on Wednesday, and remember, we break it all down for you starting tomorrow morning with DJ and PK right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.